0: It's cool that we're seeing this come to Runeterra. So it's like the game is growing, but it's also cool that it's showing up for Demacia because now it's finally a refreshing new thing for Demacia. Excuse me, did you say for Demacia two times? For Demacia! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to Casuals Routera,
0: episode 67.
1: <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge.
0: <laughs> why, why do we do this to ourselves at the start of the episode? <laughs> we're back and we're doing a live record.
1: well not live, but live in studio. Um, for the second time or third? Yeah. No, actually,
0: see, we did it like eight times in one weekend. So I don't know <laughs> that, that... Okay, that that was a long night. All right, <laughs> like, one long consistent but, night. But yeah, it's it's happening. Hatch finally got off his lazy ass yeah. and showed up to the studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're doing it. We're, we'll do it live. Um, yeah, we're here with Galio today. It's listen. I think it got to the point where so much has been going on video game wise. So much has been coming out that we forgot about Legends of Runeterra, and they've been releasing cards.
0: I mean, it's it's less about that we forgot about Legends of Runeterra, and it's more that uh, the releases for League of Legends are clearly amped towards Arcane. True, true, and I don't like listeners of this show might remember we were kind of excited for Arcane. <laughs> we're still excited for Arcane. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's great to actually get some releases for Runeterra and to dive back into, uh, you know, the stuff that we like to burn our free time with, which mm. are card games. <laughs> it's it's refreshing. It's refreshing to see
1: the releases again. And like you said, Arcanus dominated so much of the effort from Riot Um, That I mean, if you guys have been listening to our recent episodes, right, with Renata and these other continuations, Ziri, obviously, and some side story stuff we're still working on, we're going to take a little break because we haven't had a Damasia champion in a long time. Like literally the champion we're talking about today, we're going to reference things from our first couple
0: episodes. (laughs) We're going back in the time bank for this one. Like, let's get it out of the way. If you would like to hear some of our fun theories Back in the day, before I realized how to mute a mic so you can just hear me breathe into the microphone, (laughs) and before we realized what an episode time length was, check out our Lux and Garen episode, our episode one, baby. Exactly. Well, like, I I think we even mentioned Galio in that episode because, uh, so if anything, we did this and you're welcome. Yeah. And one thing uh,
1: we did back then too is housekeeping. Up top, as always. Um, You can find us and listen to us everywhere. Uh, Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform you prefer or all the platforms because it helps us everywhere that you do that. Um, Send us an email if you want to get in contact, podcastcore at gmail.com and then leave a like, follow, short review slash comment. Those always help. We appreciate it. But the easiest way is word of mouth to tell one friend to go back to our beginnings. By listening to the Casuals of Room Terra podcast.
0: Wow. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Start episode one. Just rock and roll. Let's go. (laughs) Crack on, (laughs) then. Um, We'll get back to why
1: that matters. Gargantuan Gargoyle Galio. Yeah. Yeah. So, with the game, the keyword they decide to use is very interesting and it fits well in the lore. So, we'll start with that. We don't usually talk about keywords in that sense, but since cards are still being revealed, this one being a new one, being associated with Galio and the rest of the petricite creatures is pretty cool. It's formidable, which is always fun to say. And how it works is essentially it allows you to strike with your health instead of your power. Now this isn't new to any card games. Um, This is something we've seen in different archetypes in Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and other card games like that. But the lore relation is interesting, right? Because, since petrocite creatures or these statues are meant to be more defensive objects, it makes sense that they would have casual Runeterra dumpies.
0: Oh, that's right. Like, every card that we're going to talk about that involves Galio is going to get the dumpy seal of just approval. double-cheeked up. Just, just, you know, one stamp on each cheek, baby. <laughs> and, and when we get to Galio's card, man, let's talk about some big cheeks. Yes. That boy thick. Oh, he's gargantuan. Yeah, but but like <laughs> you said, this it's not an effect that is unique to Rune Terra at all. Anyone who plays magic will recognize cards like uh, Arcades, yeah. uh High Alert, um, so these things that are just like aggro decks, but also very tanky. Um, so it's cool. I it's cool that we're seeing this come to Rune Terra. So it's like the game is growing, but it's also cool that it's showing up for Demacia, because now it's finally a refreshing new thing for Demacia. Excuse me, did you say for Demacia two times? For Demacia!
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have to meet the requirement. It's part of of the contractual (laughs) obligation. Um, But yeah, the other part of the keyword that really fits lore-wise is that because it is your health that's represented for your attack, over time, you take damage. These things can block so the attack will be lower the next time you attack, right? And it kind of plays into how petricite breaks down over time, which we've talked about um both in the earlier Damasia episodes and will be mentioned here by Galio himself, who talks about being repaired over time, unlike humans who are more ephemeral and they can, they don't have that that ability.
0: Fragile mortals. Yes, those
1: fragile mortals. <laughs> um now we'll go into our spell. And that's usually where we start. In this one, we only have one spell really revealed that relates to Galio. And for you League of Legends players, you'll be familiar with this one, Winds of War. And Winds of War as a card, I mean, it's, it's neat because it's, it's an interactive card for Demacia, which it has plenty of that are better than this, but it's a slow spell. So it's gonna be interesting to see how people play with this. Um, it's a three-cost slow spell that says heal an allied to full. Then that ally and an enemy strike each other. Right? There's plenty of ways to play around that, um, but it's the neat part is the fact that it heals back up. Because remember, your health is your attack if you're formidable.
0: I like i i. This is going to work really well with cards like Galio, but it's also kind of strange because again, like like you mentioned, one slow speed, which is kind of a meme in Runeterra. The effect for this isn't going to be bad for slow speed, but. The fact that it heals first makes it good only on formidable units because then, like, if you, like, compare it to Shavana decks with Strafing Strike, like, they get the the ability to get that two healing after they deal the damage. Yes. Uh, which, and that's specifically for dragons so that they're gonna have Fury, too, so they essentially heal back up three, um so this will be weird because it's like, yeah, you're going to make sure you kill something, but then like your formidable units going to have less attack at the end of it. It, it'll be interesting to see like when we get the full Galio list, like what this is going to look like in that deck. But, uh, I, it's going to be great to see that art everywhere in the game, because I know when they did the Galio rework, I sure died to this spell a couple (laughs) times by a fed Galio and just kind of went, what the oh, hell is that? Was hits that? Harder than I thought. Uh, what the hell was that?
1: It's one of those abilities in the game that moves slow, but you're always gonna get hit by it because you're hundred <laughs> percent of the time. <laughs> it's like you move out of the way and
0: then move back into it. And I'm like floating around as a NAMI four levels below that Calio it's... with my spell thieves and boots going, please.
1: So spare me. For you non-FGC folks so fighting game community folks. Um, Slow fireballs are the bane of existence for beginner players because you would think, oh, if this fireball moves slow enough, I have plenty of time to react. Um, But it's actually used for zoning uh, more often than not. So that's essentially how his attack behaves in League of Legends for people who don't play.
0: Control the
1: space. Now, the part that actually matters on this card is the quote. Let's
0: crack on then. Galio is British. <laughs> Good for her. You Finish this episode alone. I'm leaving. <laughs> when I saw that quote, I was like, oh, so, okay. <laughs> sure, why not? You're on your own. It's Greg Olen. It's a solo show now. I'm never coming back.
1: <laughs> so let's move on to our follower, which has another quote that's kind of important to the story here. Uh, Petra Hound. Uh, this is kind of your basic early drop um, with your keyword on it to kind of fit the flavor of the deck you're playing. Um, so one cost, zero, two formidable. So remember, formidable means the two costs is what it uses when it attacks. But the thing that matters here is the quote. So the quote says, it's always a joy to see them come to life. You, f- you forget how distinct each is, their personalities, reflection of the artists who made them. Durand Sculptor. So Durand is a corporation that we'll talk about um, in Gallio's story. Uh, but the part about the personalities is important here because if you go back to like our Lux episode and stuff like that, you'll know a little bit about Gallio developing a personality over time. And what we didn't know up to this point is that one, there were additional petricite statues that were in use as much as Gallio that kind of had the same behavior once they figured
0: out what was going on and then two that they had different personalities right yeah like it, this these cards like open up so much more to galio's lore and like it doesn't end with petrocite hound like the other petrocite cards that are being released as well as the durand sculptor cards yeah like the durand protege and the durand architect like they actually have like a storyline going on with them So if you want to have a fun read, just pull up those cards, look through the flavor text, because there's actually a lot going on in the background with these that gives us more depth to the world of Demacia.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about those cards as part of like story beats when we start going back into Demacia stuff more. Because listen, we don't have enough Demacia content. We get it. We'd like to pick on the Noxus fans. But Demacia is getting screwed in the background as well.
0: <laughs> like, unlike, unlike when we pick on the Noxus fans, we're actually kind of upset we don't have more Demacia content. Uh, the Noxus fans, y'all, y'all on your own. All right. <laughs> yeah, at some point, sign will get an episode. At some point. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, take us into it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Galio. The fun all right. So uh, one of the reasons that Galio's story is a lot of fun is that we are going back in time. We're going back to the end of the Rune Wars. Uh, We're not going to get into the Rune Wars in this episode because hopefully a day will come where we get to break down um, the sisters at the root of the Rune Wars, uh, Morgana and Kale, but we're going to pick up at the end of the Rune Wars. So at that time, all you need to know is that it was cataclysmic. It was basically Armageddon, Ragnarok, whatever end of world that you prescribe to yeah. uh, is happening in Runeterra. Uh, specifically, if we look at like the show arcane, it's kind of the depiction that, um, that Heimerdinger remembers of when messing with these arcane magics that they didn't understand how it almost destroyed the world. Yeah. And that was the rune wars, right? Like, cause Yordles are, Yordles are infinite. They, they all old and it's because they are immortal. So, the, the, we're picking up at the end of that. We're not going to dive into that. And the reason we're picking up there is that some of the survivors that are running away from the Rune Wars, they're getting chased down by dark mages. Yep. Right? So, specifically, the only thing that we'll get into details there is that a lot of the mortals started to either choose to follow Kale or choose to follow Morgana. So, we've got people that followed Kale running away from the people that follow Morgana. Yeah. They run into this ancient petrified forest. The Morgana followers chase them into there cuz we're going to go kill them. And while they're in there, all of the mages go firebolt and <laughs> nothing happens. All right. So they are pointing their fingers Nothing's coming out, and all the refugees kind of look and go, oh, well, they're they're out of mana. We can kill them now. Yeah. So then they chase them out of the woods. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we are now safe, and they decide, hey, this is where we're going to build our new home. Yeah. This is the birth of Demacia, all right? And for if everyone who's listened to our Garen and Lux episode, or if you've listened to the quotes from all the mage seekers in Runeterra, um, petricite gets brought up a lot. And yeah. this forest is actually one of the key, well, it is the major key ingredient to creating petricite. So these are trees that have petrified and when combined with other ingredients, they can form petricite, which has a magic dampening effect. And it's that magic dampening effect that's the reason that the forest saved their lives. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting turn of events. And it's cool the way this is presented
1: story-wise, right? It, it's it, As it follows Kale and Morgana and to end up in this situation and then have them just build on top of it, this petricite and this event is a big reason for why Damacy becomes what it is, right? Their views on magic their views on how they um, defend against mag- magic, or how they, um, how they approach it in the future, because now they have essentially a weapon of their own. And it creates this that that whole ideology we know as Damascus that we talked about like in our Garen episode comes
0: from this, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought up the idea the ideology. Yeah. Because this this is the birth of it. Yeah. Like this, this is why they are so gung-ho about no magic. Yeah. And it's because magic is what tried to kill them and their savior was this forest that just said nope to magic. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is this is what's it's right. a divine, yeah, it's a divine. Yeah. message. The right. gods have saved us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Praise Talos. Praise Talos. <laughs> uh, or in this case, praise Kale. <laughs> um, we
1: all know who the true are king. Is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Demacia belongs to the Nords. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we now have the birth of Demacia. Specifically, yep. they build up giant walls out of petricite. Yeah. And so now there's like basically a magic barrier around Damasia thanks to petricite. And then someone's like, hey, uh, what if we could make the walls mobile? All right. Because now, like, we have a formidable army that keeps the enemies at bay, anyways, yeah. but they're weak to magic because we're not, do- we don't touch magic. Yeah. We don't do that here. So, what if we could make these walls mobile? So they approach a sculptor by the name of Durand, all right? As we just went over with our cards. We know that, um, you know, that Durand kind of becomes a big name later on. Yeah, all right. So Durand is commissioned to fashion a kind of Petricite shield to shield the armies of Demacia, And he gets to work, he finishes his job, he unveils his creation. And to everyone's surprise, <laughs> the shield of the armies of Demacia takes the shape of a gargoyle. It's
1: It reminds me of like fashion shows when you have these eclectic fashionistas who, no matter what you think they're going to do for their next runway show, they always surprise you with like, oh, that was his choice? <laughs> this is what Duran does. Because we're talking about you know, democracy is not barbaric, uh, but they are very simple in their approach to military tactics. This is not your average simple
0: military yeah. tactic. I want to—it's <laughs> like I want to <laughs> say simplistic. It's, it's rigid. Like, rigid. Yeah, like they're—they're they're very rigid. So it's like yeah. a lot Sword of discipline, shields,
1: bows, formations.
0: Like yeah. It, yeah. yeah, and we stick to that. We yeah. don't. You, why would you change that? Yeah, we don't change that. We don't do that here. Yeah. So yeah he creates a a gargoyle and it's massive. And so <laughs> it's not like gargoyle keychain because either. again this is this is supposed to be a shield for the Demacian armies. Yeah. Not like <laughs> not like a squad. All right this is for all of the fighting forces. This yeah. it's the mobile wall of a whole nation. So Galio's big. All right? That boy thick. It's, it's thick. All right, and so not only is this thing gigantic, but it's they, when they describe Galio, they don't say it's in the form of a gargoyle, they describe what a gargoyle looks like. So, this is not <laughs> a creature that was in any mythos of Runeterra, yeah, or existed in Runeterra at all. This is its first Galio is one of a kind, yeah, all right, but. So he unveils Gallio. At this point, Gallio is just a statue. Yes. He is straight up, just made of petrified wood, um, well, technically stone after all the mixing. But, yeah, he's a statue. yeah. He, he's not a sentient being. He's an inanimate object. So Duran creates this thing. Its not like Gar- It's not like Gallio says, "What's up?" and starts marching with the armies. They take him to war (laughs) setting up pulleys, sledges, you know, doing the whole like Roman thing (laughs) when they would take their boats, like so having logs set up and rolling along the logs and then having to move the logs. This is my first time
1: thinking about, it's essentially pyramids. Because when they built pyramids, it's like, I understand, I, I, I believe at that point, somebody was like, why? why this size why this for what we need it for right we just need a crypt why is it this and the you know the fashion designers is like fuck them
0: <laughs> fuck them kids <laughs> yeah so uh, so yeah like they they're moving this almost like mountain mountain sized yeah. stone figure to th- every large scale battle to protect the armies from magic and it was. Alright, like magic gets close to this thing. Yeah. It just doesn't work. So then Demacian soldiers just literally line up right there and say, come at us. Yeah. Like they are Damasia is not a charging army anymore. We 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 stay <laughs> we stay with our homie here. Yeah. All right? It's a pylon. <laughs> it's a pylon. Pi- <laughs> you must construct additional pylons. <laughs> Which, spoiler, they do construct additional (laughs) pylons.
1: But it it has the unintended effect of not just working, right, and kind of shocking the the opponent, but also they're shocked by the sheer brass of them bringing it. Because, like, okay, we're going to fight, and you brought this fucking thing? Because it looks like a (laughs) hindrance
0: because they don't know how it works. It, it is a hindrance. I mean, it, <laughs> that's it. It's that, you're right. But yeah, like no one knows like what it does. Yeah. So then it's like, is that is that coming at us? Is that coming at us? Yeah. Do we need to hide? It's not moving. Yeah. Okay, just blow them up with magic. Wait, why are they still there? <laughs> so yeah, it, like it, it has like all kinds of different. But this effects. is also, I, I
1: believe, a pre-Noxus conflict. Um, because yeah, as you know Noxians don't really use much magic and if they do it's different but their armies are very mm. physical and more um, skirmish based anyway yeah. so you wouldn't use this in a Noxus conflict and, this is very early conflict and
0: at this time frame we're still in the time frame where yep. the Nox like the nation of Noxus doesn't really exactly, exist they're exactly. just a bunch of warring tribes Yep. Um, but so like if they're conflicting with Noxus it's going to be uh, if you listen to our Vladimir episode, a lot of these tribes that believe in the Cabal yeah. uh, and have like do have ties to magical beings. So it would be effective against those tribes, but they wouldn't be on the lot, li- the large scale bit. Exactly. So they probably wouldn't even see Galio because yeah. there wouldn't be a need to cover that many people. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a time where they did need Galio. So we're going to jump into a conflict with a group known as the Arcane Fist. So uh, the Arcane Fist is a branch off of followers of Morgana. Um, so this is still like going back to the conflict of Kale and Morgana. Um, and they reside in the Green Fang Mountains. So this is a northern, like a region north of Demacia. And in this conflict, these the mages are actually... Extremely strong, so they require Galio. So yep. they set up the whole pulley system, <laughs> drag this mountain <laughs> up a mountain. And they, the, the magics that are being casted of them are so strong that the Demacians can't advance, yeah, nor do they want to. Because again, like their whole strategy now is like against magic users, so is stand by the pylon, yeah, come at me, bro. Um, so they are at a standoff now for 13 days. (laughs) Now this, not only is it because of this 13 day bombardment of endless, just magic explosion over and over again. Like imagine the the TV show, Konosuba explosion. All right. Uh, Just over and over again. Yeah. So there's that, but this is also at this point, years and years of Galio being taken to the front to shield these armies from cataclysmic magic. So this just serves as a catalyst to a un, a misunderstood side effect of Petricite. At this time, everyone thought Petricite negated magic. This is how the people of Demacia learned that Petricite does not negate magic. It does not dampen magic. It absorbs magic. Yep. That's a very key difference. <laughs> <laughs> Any D&D players out there? <laughs> the D&D players know. <laughs> very different. So, after this bombardment, the ground begins to shake. Yeah. It's the, the full-on earthquake. Yeah. And the soldiers of Demacia, huddled by their pylon, go, "Well, shit, this is it." We're going down. So they, they're like, tired, hungry. They line up for their final stand through this earthquake. And while they are now prepped and ready to die, they just hear this massive voice yeah. cover the whole mountain range. I'll and it just, it just says, Oi! Hang in the mates! <laughs> Since we've established he's <laughs> British. So, I, was just, I was like, wait, that's not in the script. It's on the script. I got him. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Galio actually physically, yeah. ca- he physically starts moving. He calls out words of encouragement to the men of Demacia. And then he jumps to the front. Then, like, every animation puts the wing in front of him, pushes through the magic. And unlike what we see in League of Legends or a lot of the Riot games, he massacres the arcane fist. We are talking about taking basically a civilization (laughs) and putting them in the ground effectively and graphically. Galio stomps them. Yeah, it's in there's. A lot of interesting
1: things going on here. So the first one is that we talked about how Demacia starts to create their ideals on magic and leave it up to them to be using this thing that does a very incredible feat of nullifying, quote unquote, magic in their mind, but never studying deeper into it because they want nothing to do with magic. Right. Exactly. Like they, this is something that after a while, if you had scientists or specialists, they could figure out what goes on behind the scenes, but they
0: want yeah. nothing to do with it. If Galio was created in Piltover, this would not oh, have been that's a surprise.
1: A good point. That's a yeah, good point. This would
0: not have been a surprise at all. Exactly. But he, he was not. He was crafted in Demacia. And it was yeah. just like, no, no, this, this makes magic go away. Exactly. That's what we want. That's all we want. Perfect.
1: And the second thing is the personality thing we mentioned earlier. Um, in the quote from the card, uh, from the petricide hound. And the personality Gallio has on his first appearance is very Damasian, mm-hmm. right? It fits perfectly into how their armies are trained, that, that kind of, you know, put your sword up, shield up, move forward, and demolish your
0: enemies. Yeah, and, and it's very fitting too, because this is yeah. like, if we just look at it as before his sense of consciousness, That would have been all the statue knew because it was just dragged from one fight to the next. So it's fitting. Yeah. Um, And to go in with the personality, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead before bouncing back to where the story picks up here. And that's like after Galio stomps the arcane fist into oblivion, he returns to being a statue again. And while he's a statue, Galio is now a living being. He is, So, yes, he's not moving or anything, but now he is like a a gargoyle in daylight. He's just, yeah, no, I'm a statue. Don't worry about me. I come out when you sleep. Yeah. All right. And so he retains his consciousness and he was watching the people of Demacia and all he's really thinking to himself is like, yo, that was fun. I want to do that again. <laughs> I, I, I want to go bust some heads. Yeah. Let's go. Demacia! Yeah, The I, frat
1: boy statue. Oh,
0: yeah. He is a frat boy statue <laughs> at this point. And he remains a frat boy statue for centuries. Right? Yeah. So now rewind to Gallio becoming a statue again, mm-hmm. like after saving the soldiers on the uh, Green Fang Mountains. Yeah. Um, the soldiers return home victorious, but there's very few of them left because, again, like the magic they were facing was ridiculously strong, and they're telling like they're telling people what happened, but it's just a handful of these beaten, grizzled veterans that are speaking nonsense. They drag the statue back, pulleys and ox and all the whole shebang. Sounds insane. And then they're telling people, yeah, the statue came alive and saved us. It's It's like you
1: dragged a statue to a mountain, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then it came alive. And you guys won. And you dragged it back and it stopped moving?
0: It, why didn't it walk back? Yeah. Why, you, you had to be there. <laughs> so it's like, okay, Grandpa, let's get you back in bed. Exactly. And um, and once again,
1: remember, the ideology of magic is just getting more and more strict over time. So these stories are becoming almost forbidden in a sense.
0: Yeah. And this is a story that's less forbidden just because it is a story that all the soldiers hold on to. Yeah. So it just becomes a legend. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, well this is what they, this is what some people say happened, but we know what happened. And that's the Damasian soldier stood strong, held fast. Gotta the, love we, your propaganda. We fight until we're <laughs> ragged and then we fight again. <laughs> uh, love the propaganda. So yeah, like it, it goes into myth. Yeah. It becomes legend. And this happens for centuries. Until like it just is a story that you tell your kids for fun. Yeah. And Gallio is watching all this happening and he's constantly just waiting for the next fight. And over these centuries, it does happen every now and then. He does yeah. have these fights. But then as more and more centuries pass by, he realizes that a lot of these people he sees stop showing up. Yeah. A lot of like Durand, he doesn't come here anymore. There's a lot of people that show up that spout his name, that come over to him and change, like put on a new coat of paint and patch up some of the some of the holes yeah. that have been chipped into him over the years. And he realizes some of the soldiers that used to come and pay respect, so they don't show up anymore. Yeah, but some of these these some kids that look like him show up, but even those kids look different, and they stop showing up. And th- it takes him centuries to process that what's happening. To gain a sense of time. Is now that it's like, oh, time is different for for these people. Yeah. And they don't they don't survive. No one changes their no one fixes their patches or, or their chips their the chipped away pieces. No one gives them new coats of paint. Yeah. And they die. And Over the years, he changes from a frat boy into more of a true protector. Yeah. Of like, I need to find a way to become more active. More active. I need to find a way to not have to sleep, to not have to stand watch as these people die so that I can do my best to save them so they can live full and happy lives. Yeah. And this. Continues all the way into the present. So Gallio is watching as a statue a myth that is no longer seen at all, but he still watches and stands watch as the people of Demacia now just crack down on magic as heresy, <laughs> and even their enemies are using less magic. Magic is now a thing yeah. of the past, and... Galio must find a way to try to get enough magic force back to where he doesn't have to sleep anymore. And that's kind of where his story ends. It's, you know, we'll get into the card and
1: how they represent that very well. Um, But it's it's interesting how Riot has created this ebb and flow of magic because in Galio's story, we get a good mention and good representation of how a once heavily magicked, if that's a word, nation or the areas around like there are more mages just wandering and they become more of a myth right when you find a mage this mage is like out living by himself or whatever and then we start to get you know further down the timeline where mages start to pop up more and more and then you get mystical mages and you get mages from like nami's tribe and these like these things that um this it's like time passing right but magic is forever ingrained in runeterra because of the events that led to magic disappearing
0: in the I mean, first place, and, and we do we get to see that perfectly in Arcane. Because, oh yes, yep. Like that is just taking the magic that's ingrained in this world and, pra- like, putting a scientific and practical use yep. to it yep. to try to control it, uh, even though it never can truly be fully controlled. Yeah, I uh, hope. I hope in the show they really go deep into that
1: factor because I think it is a very high concept thing. But I think it can be represented in a pretty cool way, yeah. especially with if you have a lot of inter- intellectual characters, you can be present that more naturally. Yeah, and as well,
0: I mean, they're they're I, I think when we start moving away from Piltover, yeah. we'll get to see more of it because, like, obviously, Shadow Isles and Bilgewater are so close together that, like, those all of those all the people of Bilgewater, they have no doubt of the effects of magic in the world. Yeah, and then. If we start to actually get to Demacia, as far as in that timeline, we would see characters that we n- haven't even talked about on the show yet. Yeah. Like Silas. Yeah. Um, that is really doing a lot to try to remind people about magic. <laughs> probably, probably not in the right way. <laughs> But he's trying, um, but we'll, we'll, that's we'll that's a, for a different episode. We're so only let's... on episode 67, folks, but there's, <laughs> pl- there's hundreds of episodes left to go. That's right. We're going to be doing this for a long time, <laughs> um, but let's talk about the card. All right. Because again, uh, this is getting a stamp on both cheeks because this boy is thick. Yeah, he thick. In two C's. <laughs> three C's. All right. So, Galio is a seven mana, zero eight with spell shield and formidable. Um, which, as we talking about the new keyword formidable, one very fitting, yeah. Giving him spell shield, even more fitting. <laughs> right? No magics in Demacia, yeah. we yeah. don't do that here. Um, so when I am summoned, grant other allies plus zero, plus three. Um, even if you're not have even if you don't have a full board of formidables that is substantial yeah that like i mean the way that you can block the way that you can take attacks now with just getting the health is ridiculous um but you may not want to throw that hp away too quickly because his level up it triggers at the end of a round so you have to you have to get to the end of the round ap- after meeting this condition Um, and it is your allies have 25 plus total health. So even though you're giving this substantial buff to your board, you want that HP to flip him. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that's something that like you take advantage of right away. Uh, but his level up is crazy. All right. So again, since he does have formidable, he does not get any attack. So his level up is a zero nine. Um, he still has the summon effect of giving your entire board plus three health. And now he has each round, the first time an ally takes damage, rally. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, if you all remember our Malphite episode, which is a while ago, um, Galio is definitely in that same vein as far as how he most likely will be played. Remember, this is just a uh, reveal cards. We haven't seen it in play yet but he's the type of card that you want to play on your opponent's turn because you know he'll activate and you'll have him for the next turn to really start dealing damage, right? And really get the full effect of his card. I mean, their cost is even the same, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not by accident. And when you look at even the story about these mountain-sized things, the size of them, what they do, the protection, like it all fits, they're very similar to each other. So I think this is not an accident based on Riot's track record with this it, stuff.
0: It is not an accident, and the only thing in contradiction I can say is that I. Pretty sure Galio is going to be better than Malphite as oh, far yeah. as a card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Luckily, uh, luckily for Galio, he does not—he's not dependent on a two-mana slow-speed, exactly. fleeting spell uh, to work. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but but I mean, it, it's still definitely in that same vein where it's like because Malphite was also created as a protector. Uh, I so I love that you put that together because it is just a wonderful homage to both of their lores. That yeah. their cards are so similar. Um, but anything that it's got the word rally on it is oh, gonna be dude. scary. Like it's look a at word. Like, back in my day, <laughs> I could play relentless pursuit <laughs> for two mana at fast speed. <laughs> and I didn't have to target nobody. <laughs> I didn't have to target Anything on my board, it, it, nothing had to be there. I
1: could just do it. Oh man, rally is so dangerous. But you know, this this has been a long one, and it's going to be longer because we we got a bit more we want to talk about at the end here. Um, mm. and it's more just general discussion pieces because in our last couple episodes, we've kind of told you guys okay, which stories we really love, which ones we kind of like, which ones we're not really feeling that hot on. Right, and Gallio's is one of those ones which fits into that first category because they do a lot of cool stuff. We like to point out when Riot takes general concepts that have been used in many different types of lore and fiction and use it within their world very well. We've said it over and over again, this is a gargoyle concept, but they take that concept, use petricite as another concept which is really rooted in the Damasian ideology and put that together to create a really cool thing, right? Um, In the game, Runeterra, now we're getting to see a lot more creatures than we've had before. Previously we just had Galio, right? That was the only real statue. We knew they used other petricite weapons, but now we're seeing these different animals that are sculpted in the likeness of the creatures around the forest near them. And we talk more about how Damasia, you know, if you listen to our Quinn episodes, how they get more in tune with nature around them and things like that because they do conceal themselves from a lot of things. So all those concept or concepts are
0: weaved in here with Galio and this just it's well done. It's well written. Uh, and and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's not only like the depth that we're getting to it, but like we're also learning with this release as far as like the more that they're building on the world of Demacia that it, like Galio not even the like the only petricite creature of his size. Yeah. Because we're seeing cards like the um, the Mountain Drake uh, and the Gorlith, the unscalable. Yeah. Uh, petricite creatures, which, like, um, if you want a fun picture, look up the art for <laughs> Gorlet the Unscalable and do the full art. Yeah. Um. So Galio is also that size. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, so, like, they made more creatures like Galio. Yeah. Uh, and so, but instead of just having, like, a bunch of Galios running around, we're learning now that, like, they all have their own personality. Yep. They're all different, and the sculptors don't even have control over that. They like they sculpt it, and they just kind of sit there like, "I wonder what you're gonna be like. It's a crazy concept
1: because that in itself, there's a lot of story material there for you know arcane style storytelling. Even short stories will get there at some point. Hmm. But you think about you know you want to go one level deeper is the conundrum of something that was created to um prevent magic being used and to pretty much dissipate it in their minds that becomes dependent on magic to be able to function for the purpose of, yeah. it's a catch 22, right? And,
0: and again, like, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking about how, like when Gallio actually comes to life, like the Demacians aren't taking a scientific approach to this. So they yeah. probably don't even know that it's magic that's happening. Exactly. Like the, the Durand company is probably has like some religious explanation of why these petricite creatures move and why they have personalities and it's a great point everyone just believes it because there's a mage seeker behind them just doing like doing like the undertaker thing just staring them down from behind like you will believe this i believe this so (laughs) so riot there's your story beat for lux
1: that's the angle you take you take lux You mess with the Mage Seekers. You let her find out what's actually happening with the Duran Company. Because the Duran Company has file cabinets with the truth in it. We know it. That's how it works. It's a corporation. Yeah. And then she does have some tie to Galio and her experience. And that's fun to play with, like, her magic growth. Like,
0: that's a great story
1: beat that's not um, typical.
0: Yeah, it's not typical. And then, like, the end of season one can be her... Uh, like tracking down that trail, that Wait, paper no, no, trail. No, 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 more. And, uh, no more, no the, more, no more for free. The season ends <laughs> with her meeting Silas in prison. Uh, uh, yep. And if you want to know how I got there, you just hit hit me up. That's podcastcore <laughs> at gmail.com and we can talk about it. Right, I'm I'm here.
1: Yeah, we can ghostwrite for you. Just let us know. <laughs> um, but with that, thanks for hanging out for a longer one here. This one's fun. We've been looking forward to doing Damasia champions and Freljord don't worry we'll get there
0: we've legit (laughs) (laughs) even especially if you've gone back and listened to it now we've legitimately been talking about Galio since episode one yeah Uh, so we were both very excited for this
1: yeah a lot of interesting choices in this release I think not one character release so far has been expected
0: I was Um, in this group uh spoiler for uh at the time we're recording this uh but I mean like Yumi is announced. Yeah. I was not expecting Yumi ever yeah. to show up in Room Terra. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know she's one of the newer characters, but it's weird timing. And it, it, while also introducing like a whole new mechanic to the game too yeah. is like they they they're doing a lot with the yeah. card game so if you're kind of like us where you kind of, you know, like where it's running with Arcane and it kind of sparked back a love for League of Legends and you hadn't looked at Room Terror too much, now is the time. (laughs) Now is the time to look at it.
1: Yeah, there's 66 other episodes full of, so listen, while you're getting rolled and trolled in your league games because you're new and you thought it was gonna be a different experience, it's not, it's toxic. But as you're doing that in the background, you can listen to us and we'll tell you the truth. We'll give you what matters um, in your ears. But as always, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode.
0: Take care, everybody.